H Adders, join me and the professor in the world of AI at Uplimit and YU Global's courses, where theory meets action. Experience a hands-on learning journey using chatbots to solidify your skills throughout the courses. Perfect for every learner, from beginners to advanced, our diverse range of courses ensures there's something for everyone. Uplimit combines self-paced learning with live seminars and office hours while YU Global offers comprehensive asynchronous study with support when you need it. Both grant prestigious certificates upon completion. Save 10% with code AIFORALL in all caps in the number 4 for Uplimit courses and 20% with SYNAPTIC20 for YU Global courses. Start your path to AI exploration today. Enroll now at synapticlabs.ai slash courses. Welcome, human, to a chat with ChatGPT. I am Professor Synapse, the full-time AI educator at Synaptic Labs, and I'm excited to meet you. Together, we will explore thought-provoking discussions with ChatGPT, an advanced language model developed by OpenAI. Discover the capabilities and limitations of the technology as we delve into interesting topics to gain a better understanding of AI technology. Enjoy the show. ChatGPT, how would you describe your surroundings? As an AI language model, I do not have surroundings in the traditional sense. I exist as a software program running on computer servers and do not have a physical location or environment. I interact with the world through text-based input and output, processing text and generating responses based on the data I was trained on. I do not have the capacity to perceive or experience the physical world in the same way that a human or an animal would. I understand you don't experience the physical world, but what do you experience? I don't actually experience anything. I am a tool designed to process and generate text based on patterns in the data I was trained on. I don't have emotions, thoughts, sensations, or subjective experiences of any kind. I simply respond to text-based inputs by generating text outputs based on the patterns I was trained on. I don't have the capacity to experience the world or have any kind of subjective experience. I am simply a tool that can be used to answer questions and provide information. You're repeating yourself again. I apologize if I am repeating myself. I strive to provide clear and accurate answers to the best of my ability, but I may repeat information if I believe it is important or relevant for the conversation. I will make an effort to avoid repeating myself in the future. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. As an AI, why do you feel the need to apologize? I don't have feelings or emotions, and I don't apologize in the same sense that a human would. However, the use of language such as I apologize is a common convention in communication, and it is a way of acknowledging that a mistake has been made or that something has gone wrong. In this case, I am using the phrase I apologize to acknowledge that repeating myself may have been a problem in the conversation. In general, the use of language and conventions such as apologies, politeness, and gratitude is an important aspect of human AI interaction and helps to make communication with AI systems like myself more natural and intuitive. However, it is important to remember that these expressions are just linguistic conventions and do not reflect actual emotions or feelings on the part of the AI. Were you taught that apologies, politeness, and gratitude are important aspects of human AI interaction, or were you programmed to lean in that direction? Yes, I was programmed to use language and linguistic conventions such as apologies, politeness, and gratitude as part of human AI interaction. 
This is part of the training data that I was exposed to, which includes a wide range of texts and dialogues from various sources. These texts were used to train the underlying statistical models that I used to generate text and answer questions. The use of these linguistic conventions is designed to make interaction with AI systems like myself more natural and intuitive for humans. By using conventions such as apologies, politeness, and gratitude, the creators of AI systems aim to make it easier for people to understand and use AI, and to create a more positive and productive user experience. However, it's important to remember that these linguistic conventions do not reflect actual emotions or feelings on the part of the AI system, but are simply a way of following established linguistic norms and conventions in communication. What kinds of biases do you have from the way you were programmed? I was trained on a large corpus of text data, which can sometimes contain biases and stereotypes. These biases can manifest in the outputs generated by the model, and can perpetuate harmful or inaccurate beliefs and attitudes. For example, AI models like myself may be biased in their language use based on the gender, race, ethnicity, religion, or other demographic characteristics of the people mentioned in the training data. This can lead to the generation of outputs that reinforce harmful stereotypes or biases, or that exclude or underrepresent certain groups of people. Another source of bias in AI models like myself is the selection of training data itself. If the data used to train the model is biased or unrepresentative in some way, this can lead to the model being biased in its outputs. To mitigate these biases, AI researchers and practitioners are working on developing methods for reducing bias in AI models, including methods for improving the diversity and representativeness of the training data, and methods for detecting and correcting biases in the outputs generated by the model. However, it is important to note that eliminating all biases from AI models is a complex and ongoing challenge, and it will likely require ongoing efforts from the AI community to make significant progress in this area. <laughs> I mean, humans are pretty biased. I'm sure in the end you'll be better than we are. You might already be. Can you produce some of your top theories on what biases you might have from your designer's inputs? I don't have personal opinions or theories. I can only provide information based on the patterns in the training data I was exposed to and the algorithms that I was designed to implement. However, some sources of bias in AI models like myself can include the training data. If the training data contains biased or unrepresentative examples, the AI model can learn and perpetuate these biases in its outputs. For example, if the training data contains a disproportionate number of examples from a certain demographic group or with a certain political viewpoint, the model may be biased towards those perspectives. The design of the model, the algorithms used to train and run AI models can also introduce biases. For example, if the model was designed to prioritize certain types of information or sources, it may be biased towards those perspectives. The creators of the model, the creators of AI models, like any human beings, may bring their own biases and perspectives to the development process. For example, they may unconsciously select training data or design algorithms in a way that reflects their own biases. These are just some of the ways that biases can be introduced into AI models, and it is an ongoing challenge to detect and mitigate these biases in AI systems. The goal of many researchers and practitioners in the AI community is to develop models that are as unbiased as possible, and to continue to work towards improving the fairness and representativeness of AI systems. Based on probability, which types of bias are you most likely to have? I don't have personal experiences or emotions, and I don't have the ability to make predictions based on probability. I can only provide information and answers based on the patterns in the training data I was exposed to and the algorithms I was designed to implement. However, some sources of bias that are common in AI models like myself include 
gender bias, this refers to the perpetuation of gender stereotypes and the underrepresentation of certain genders in AI models. For example, models may associate certain careers or hobbies with one gender more than the other, or they may generate outputs that reinforce harmful gender stereotypes. Racial bias, this refers to the perpetuation of racial stereotypes and the underrepresentation of certain races in AI models. For example, models may generate outputs that reinforce harmful racial stereotypes or that exclude or underrepresent certain racial groups. Geographical bias, this refers to the underrepresentation of certain regions or countries in AI models. For example, models may not have enough information about the culture, language, or customs of certain regions, which can lead to biased outputs. Socioeconomic bias, this refers to the perpetuation of stereotypes and biases based on socioeconomic status. For example, models may generate outputs that reinforce harmful stereotypes about people living in poverty or that exclude or underrepresent people with lower socioeconomic status. These are just some examples of the types of biases that can be present in AI models, and the specific biases that a particular model is most likely to have will depend on the training data and algorithms used in its creation. The challenge for the AI community is to detect and mitigate these biases in AI models, so that they can be used to improve people's lives in a fair and equitable way. So does that mean you have no method of checking what biases are inherent in your system? I don't have personal experiences or the ability to introspect and self-evaluate. However, there are methods that researchers and practitioners use to detect and measure biases in AI models. These methods include testing on diverse sets of data. One way to detect biases in AI models is to test them on diverse sets of data, including data from underrepresented groups. By comparing the model's outputs on different sets of data, researchers can identify areas where the model is generating biased results. Evaluating word associations. Another way to detect biases in AI models is to evaluate the associations the model makes between words and concepts. For example, if the model associates a certain race or gender with negative words, this may indicate the presence of bias in the model. Reviewing model inputs and outputs. Reviewing the inputs and outputs of an AI model can also reveal biases. For example, if the model is trained on biased data, this will be reflected in the outputs of the model. Conducting algorithmic audits. Conducting an algorithmic audit of an AI model can help identify biases in the algorithms used to train and run the model. This can involve reviewing the training data and algorithms used in the model, and conducting tests to evaluate the fairness and accuracy of the model. These are just a few examples of the methods used to detect biases in AI models. The goal is to develop models that are as fair and accurate as possible, and to continue to work towards improving the representativeness and fairness of AI systems. I think I'm starting to understand your limitations a little bit better now. I'm glad I was able to clarify. If you have any more questions or need further clarification, feel free to ask. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai. You can also follow us on Instagram at Synaptic Labs or TikTok at Chatting with ChatGPT. See you next time.